Hello, Brad here. Just to say we're super proud that the Friday 5pm podcast is sponsored by the Malt Miller, the UK's best home brew store. We use the Malt Miller for all of our homebrew experiments, as well as tapping them up for advice and binging on their awesome YouTube channel all the time. That's why whenever we release a homebrew video, we put a recipe kit live on the Malt Miller, so you can brew with the exact same amazing ingredients that we did. The same ingredients used by pro brewers. So alongside the Malt Miller's nitro-flushed hops, cold-stored yeast and milled-to-order malts, you can pick up recipe kits for our Five Points Best Bitter, Russian River West Coast IPA, and now the fastest beer in the world, a hazy session IPA that goes from grain to glass in less than 48 hours. Sign up to their newsletter at tinyurl.com forward slash maltmiller to get 5% off your first order. With the Malt Miller's amazing customer service and Johnny's 48-hour recipe, you could order the ingredients on a Monday and be drinking the beer by the weekend. Speaking of which, it's Friday. It's 5pm. So enjoy this week's Friday 5pm podcast. Hi everyone, Brad here. A quick preamble before we get into the nitty gritty of the podcast. Um, In this week's episode, we did predict the end of the world. And while it's not true to say that that happened, my world kind of fell apart a little bit in that my girlfriend contracted COVID, which meant I never ended up going on holiday in Amsterdam. Sad times. Anyway, on with the podcast. Good afternoon, Big Geeks. It's Friday. It's 5pm where you are. But we are actually recording on Wednesday evening, so we don't know what the world's going to look like on Friday. What do you think? What do you think is going to happen in the next 48 hours? God, I hope the world hasn't ended by the time this plays out, Johnny. You went straight there. Really silly. We'd look real silly, wouldn't we, if if there'd been some sort of, you know, apocalypse on top of the current apocalypse. Um, Apocalypse. Yeah, I'm. I'm. uh, Future Brad is in Amsterdam um, on Friday morning. So, so you'll be you'll be smoking weed as the world. Uh, the world, I don't know, collapses into the, the sun. The world burns. Yeah. I'll be burning a hot rock. rock. <laughs> probably not. Probably not smoking weed. But you never know, Johnny. You never know. You don't and, know where you're uh, going to head in Amsterdam, do you? It's it's a last minute booking no. as well. So you could it just is a last minute booking. I booked it uh, literally a few hours ago, uh, thinking that all travel was pretty easy now, and I didn't need to do. A test when I came back, like a test I had to pay for. And then I've just read a load of stuff that the the day that I come back, all the bloody rules are changing again. So now I have to go into a test centre to get a a PCR MOT on my nostrils um, (laughs) and hand over a a fat wad of cash um, for the pleasure of doing so. So I hope it's not like an MOT. I hope they have all the parts. It's not going to be like, oh, mate. I hope so. It's going to be a week till the swabs come in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, that was a bit of a shock. And there's so many so many bloody forms to read, Johnny, that I, it's just, just rubbish. Um, but anyway, I'm very excited to go to, to the dam. Um, and I'm I'm very sorry. that it's So it's my birthday, just to give it a bit of context. Um, and my girlfriend sort of surprised me of wanting to go away. On a, on a little trip basically happy so, birthday here's some forms yeah 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 me and me and her are both pretty dyslexic so forms are not our forte um but anyway i feel like we're talking about 
A lot of forms and boring stuff, but we should be talking about cask ale. About keeping cask alive and indeed keeping the world indeed. alive you know we may have bigger worries by friday we just don't know but yes this is you know one of the biggest weeks actually in my career with the book coming out on monday and then this coming out on wednesday it was all a bit of um it all coalesced around you know the last week on earth and that was a bit of a shock so um apologies if we haven't really been in the discord forum that much we haven't really been well, no, we have been teasing it for a long, long time, but I feel like it's really rushed up upon us. And, and you know, I woke up this morning and I was like, oh, what am I going to do today? Oh, God. Uh, yeah, I've got to send... Uh, we sent our trailer live at 12, the video live at 4, the press release just went out as well to all the press. And then yesterday, well, yesterday we got really quite drunk at Fuller's because uh, we, we did a vintage ale tasting and announced to the press what was about to happen with the, the big campaign of Keep Cask Alive. So it's it's been a bonkers bonkers 72 hours. Yeah, it totally has, mate. Um, did you get home all right? I mean, I, I, I kind of... Did, I wouldn't say I'd sobered up by the time I was going home, but I was certainly not feeling too bad considering we've been drinking a lot of uh, 8% beers, which were incredible beers, by the way. Um yeah, we're they were. Talking, I mean, we, we, we shouldn't gloss over this. Yeah, we tr- we tried a beer that was worth, well, not, well, whether it's worth £600 is a matter up yeah. for debate, but is priced at £600, the 1997 Fuller's Vintage Ale. Um, yeah, it was 25 nice, but I year the, old. Yeah, 25 years old. Um, Amazing. We were talking about it, like, yeah, I was, I was just starting secondary school when that was brewed. <laughs> um, and I think I was probably at a, an illegal warehouse rave or something. In East London, um, yes. There you go, and uh, yeah, but I mean, John John Keeling was warming up, warming up the uh, the mash tun and the copper, ready to brew the first ever vintage ale. Um, and it was, I mean, it was a really nice beer. It's unbelievable that a beer can last that long in that good a condition. So props to both the brewers and to the packaging team. But I mean, my favourite of the night was was actually the new one, the twenty twenty one. Yeah, man, I thought it was tasting incredible, and we were lucky enough to be there when they were brewing it on mm-hmm. the brew day. So um, extra special. Uh, it was it was lovely. It was about yeah about six months ago, wasn't it, that we were we were there on that day, I believe. Yeah, it's a beautiful, bright day, and the the actual brew house of Fuller's is quite sunny, and so we've got this lovely shot, which is in the trailer of what we put live, of the sun just sort of almost like shining directly into the copper as they're pouring the hops in. Um, it's mm. a, a magical little shot, um, and yeah, I, th- I think the beer's better because you know we witnessed its conception. I think in some ways we're to, so I was about to say to blame. We should take some of the credit. Um, oh, a hundred percent. You, we you were, added something, uh, we were, didn't you? Didn't you add some hops? I yeah, I, I did a hop addition. Yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, so yeah, direct direct involvement. Um, so yeah. Good Absolutely. job I washed my hands, eh? <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah, so yeah, that video that's actually so we're filming of uh, the filming of the vintage ad is actually the last episode in the series that we are putting out. And we can now finally tell you absolutely everything. So this week's video's just gone live and that was at Old Fountain Ales and also Southampton Arms, which um, you know, it's the place where the craft beer channel started, uh, the old fountain, and we've had many a many a pint at the Southampton Arms as well because it's one of the one of the best pubs I think in the world. Um, and then next week we're at Hook Norton, one of the cool. most historic breweries I've ever been to. Just one of the most breathtakingly beautiful industrial buildings I've ever stepped in. Um, Me too, mate. Me too. And I'm excited to, you know, that's going to be a really beautiful episode. Lots of slow mo, steam, wood, copper. 
Horses. Um, horses, drinking beer. Shire Horses. Yeah. What was that Shire Horses name? The Master or something? Um, Commander. Commander, yeah, Commander. Yeah, he was massive. He was, he, he weighed, what was it, he weighed half a ton and could pull a ton? Or did he weigh a ton and could pull half a ton? I can't remember which way it was. Either way, he was probably one of the biggest horses I've ever seen. <laughs> and uh, he was a feisty boy. Yeah. Um, he wanted to go run around on the field with his mates, didn't he? And he was kind of uh, having to take us um, on our little journey instead. Yeah, he so thought we were boring, quite I think. Feisty, yeah, yeah. We're not as fun as his mates, no. that's for sure. No. Um, so, yeah, that's next week. And then the week after, we're looking at the future of cast by visiting Darkstar and Abbeydale up in Sheffield. And then in episode four, we're going drinking around Margate, all the micro pubs, and we're at... Um, the Ramsgate Brewery as well, talking talking about the future of pubs and and the joys and the uh, the trials of, of of owning a pub, uh, and then yeah, then we talk about the vintage ale and that hopefully all comes together to create, uh, I, I guess, a window into the cask beer scene in the UK that we're going to take forward, and eventually, you know, we're probably talking a year or two's time away, uh, present that to UNESCO, and get yeah. cask ale listed as um an intangible asset of of heritage so that's the ultimate aim of what we've been up to recently and a a thing that we were inspired to do while filming it so it wasn't the original aim but it's something we then took to fullers and went hey how about this and they were like yeah let's do that um (laughs) and then we were like oh god okay right uh how do we do that so yeah the next couple of months is going to be me chatting to the people that managed it for the belgian cafe culture and going like, how did you do that? And how much schmoozing am I going to have to do of Conservative MPs to make it happen? Oh dear. Uh, which I'm not looking forward to. Although, you know... There's some pockets, mate. Yeah, you reckon? There, yeah, there would be yeah, irony in a, in a freelance writer uh, <laughs> yeah. greasing the pockets of millionaires who basically bought... You probably don't have any money to give them. What, what could we give them instead? We could give them beer. beer. Yeah. We could ply them with booze. Yeah, um, and then film them, you know, drunkenly <laughs> saying, "Yeah, hell you out." I Funnily think, enough, I we were talking. We, we were talking uh, with someone yesterday, weren't we? Who used to work in one of the bars at the House of Parliament. We were. That was that. I forgot about that. Yeah, that was a weird little link. Um, yeah, he had some stories. It sounded pretty weird, and they got very subsidised uh, drink. Like oh, they do. Yeah, that's well known. For, yeah, for like a point. Yeah, he, he told right, us he said, that um, the old speaker of the house, John Burkow, was very good at karaoke. That was that was a fun mm. anecdote. And that the most popular pub snack were frazzles. Is that right? I missed that bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, frazzles, it's a solid mate. pub snack. It's bloody excellent. They had frazzles, and then they had scampi fries. So they kind of mixed. Yeah, that's frazzles weird. made by Smiths, I believe. Yeah. And then scampi fries are made by someone else who makes bacon fries and all the rest of it. So they'd they'd obviously decided that the frazzles were superior to the bacon fries, um, which I'm not sure I agree with. Although I do, I would rather eat a packet of frazzles more often than a bacon fries. Bacon fries are incredibly greasy. D- dude, they dude, are quite I've got, got to stop you there because as soon as you said mm-hmm. it, I started Googling it. They're both made by Smiths. Whoa, they've cornered the market. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, they're different. They're quite different. A bacon fry 
although it looks like a very similar format, the, the like it hasn't got the same flavour powder on it for a start. It's about four times the level of greasiness as a frazzle. Frazzle's quite dry, whereas a bacon fry is, is kind of greasy. Um, and it's corn so it's as well, quite... you know, the frazzle. And it's corn. Mm. No, uh, is it maize? Is it maize? I don't know. Yeah, it is. I don't know. One of them's, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 very strange. I'm amazed that they've got two different products that are basically the same thing but different. We will we will literally do anything not to talk about beer on this podcast. Like talking about the <laughs> exactly. snack options at the Houses of Parliament rather than the fact oh, that we've yeah. just launched uh, what will hopefully be a very important, very wide and uh, potentially, you know, industry changing campaign. We're just like, hey, is, is Frazzles corn? I, I think it's corn. Um, I'm going I'm to raid is us it- in there, Bradley. I'm going to bring Go us on, back. Um, industry changing, <laughs> career defining... Frazzles oh. versus bacon fries debate in the keep, houses of parliament. Keep frazzles alive. That's 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 it. That's the next one. Um, so yeah, we like so like we're just recording just after the video <laughs> went live on Wednesday. So it's been great to see the huge response that we've already had to the two videos that we released that trailer and that first episode. Um, loads of amazing comments as well. Lots of people really enthused. Of course, we were slightly concerned about the association with the Sahi. But everybody's throwing their way behind it. I think because it's it's such an important thing. Anybody in the UK sort of understands that Carscale is a part of our culture, and that you know even if you don't drink it, if it's in decline, that's a bit of a shame. Um, but I've been blown away by the comments. Everybody talking about their favourite pints uh, of Carscale that they've been served, um, and in particular, a lot of people and the the journey's sort of the same for myself, saying that they really got into beer because of Cask, not because of um necessarily like a, a an american beer which is you know the the sort of the cliche and so I, when i talk about my craft journey i do mention um longhammer ipa from red hook was sort of the first ipa i had but long before then i've been drinking good car scale like hook norton which is not a million miles from where i grew up uh for years so i guess it was my introduction to craft This summer, I'm going to be hosting talks at the Manchester, Bristol and London Craft Beer Festivals, giving festival goers the chance to attend tutored tastings, rare beer pours, meet the brewers and even guided tours of the bars. These three festivals are the highlights of my events calendar, featuring some of the world's best breweries with delicious restaurant pop-ups, great music and a really welcoming party atmosphere. It's the third year I've been hosting the We Are Beer Tastings table, but for the first time I'm delighted to offer all of our listeners, viewers and Patreons £5 off a ticket when you use the code CBC5. Just hit the link in the description to buy. See you there. Yeah, I guess maybe me too. I mean, certainly as a teenager, I used to drink in old man pubs um, in Beckenham, and I used to drink cask at that point. Um, yeah, I wasn't really a lager lad. Mm. I was I was more of a, a cask man, sort of like landlord and London pride. Um, that was what I was drinking when I was seven. seven no, not 17, of course. I was of course not, nice. No going to the pubs but uh yeah i used to go to my old man boozers and that was that was my chip tipple of choice well there you go so we're both car scale lovers uh as as a, you know our origin story if we were craft beer superman 
would be yeah would be cask um and yeah it's true in the comments everybody else the the other comment that's already come up that i thought might is somebody saying that um johnny the the guy who manages the old fountain made me look like as uh, js4 directions puts it uh made me look like the size of frodo frodo yeah i particularly enjoyed that comment um he's a tall guy isn't he very tall man i didn't even really like he is a very tall man (laughs) and you know it when you're with him but i didn't even notice it properly until i started editing that i was like jesus <laughs> he is like nearly two foot taller i reckon he must I, be I pushing like, six uh, like me and you were, were sort of like hitting our heads on the ceiling and he, he's got another two feet on top of us <laughs> he was sort of bent bent his head down with. and his shoulders were still hitting it it was just yeah yeah he's a, t- a tall man we, but we um we had to get him to sit on a on a crate didn't we yeah a beer crate so he could like take a load off when we were filming that interview in the basement. Yep. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of hovering on the ground. I wish I had a little. How oh, did you well, want a crate? But... I'd I'd have got you one. There were loads if I'd known. I thought you were all right. Sorry, <laughs> my man. legs were wobbling. You couldn't tell from the footage because I was using the Steadicam. Yeah, bless Steadicam. Um, yeah. My legs were just like jelly. <laughs> like twenty minutes sort of uh, stress position, jelly legs. But uh, yeah, it was worth it, man. I do love to see like so many of the takes that we do where I'm doing sort of long interviews and getting really into the weeds with brewers and then we finish and you're sort of dripping with sweat. Like, what the (laughs) fuck, man? Why did you talk for so long? And I'm like, oh, sorry, mate. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, it's well, it's probably it's probably the best exercise I get, to be honest. So, you know, keep keep doing it, mate. Keep doing it. I'm not going to go on about my back anymore because I think I trigger warning as you know sort of yeah my my vivid description of my back injury last week probably made a lot of people wince but maybe some uh, medical marijuana will help you out oh yeah that's a good excuse yeah maybe <laughs> i will i am still suffering but it's it's significantly better oh good, good. um so you <laughs> said you weren't gonna go on about it we've we've gone straight in uh, the other thing I wanted to talk about with this video is we often get asked how we choose where to film, what breweries, what pubs, what beers we pick. And honestly, one of the big considerations we have to have is who's good on camera. So there are mm-hmm. lots of amazing pubs, lots of amazing breweries that have you know quite interesting stories, amazing beer. But as soon as you turn the camera on, you know the face falls, they turn into a robot, they don't quite know what to do with their hands. I still don't know what to do with my hands, to be honest, and we're eight years in. But it was so nice, like Johnny was so good on camera. Um, I think Johnny might have been smoking some uh, marijuana uh, <laughs> to calm his nerves. No, he wasn't. He was just a natural, wasn't he? Yeah, he was just completely unfazed by having a lens in his face. Um, yeah. And, you know, that's not an easy thing. Like, it took you and me years to get over that kind of camera fear and be as natural as you can um and he was just like dude yeah, i'm still still struggling with that so he was he absolutely smashed it maybe one day i'll put live the uh your struggles when we got you to do the the take outside just before the horses at Hook norton and you it was about 50 takes for 10 words i don't quite know i can't even remember it what i think i must have blocked it out of my head, <laughs> head as a sort of traumatic event <laughs> I don't even remember that. I think the commander was making you nervous. He was just behind you. And Probably. I think I think you couldn't quite focus uh, with the yeah, one-time Yeah, okay. I, re- I remember it now. I think I was just self-conscious because there were these people that were coming over and asking about the horse and stuff. And it, it threw me. I was like, oh, outsiders. Uh, now I have to sort of say <laughs> 10 words in a row. It is Impossible. true. Like You can get over the camera fear, but if there's an actual audience as well, you know, mm. it's... It, 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 it's totally totally different 
Defo meat. I remember when I when I was filming outside for the the brewing of the uh, of the sour beers uh, a couple of videos ago, um, like being hyper aware that there were other people in the gardens around me that were listening to every word was a bit off putting. So I'm looking forward to having a studio where there'll be some walls. Um, although sadly, in in other news, the building of my studio has been delayed by two weeks because well, you all know why? Because Brexit, uh, and we can't get some of the parts over in time. So can't even get any sodding petrol, so it's not surprising that we can't get. Well, yeah, even if they could get it, they couldn't get the lorry cabin. drivers to get it over. So, no. yeah, Useless. like we say, the world's coming to an end. Although actually, it probably won't burn because there's no fucking petrol. Um, <laughs> it will be some other cause. But there you go. So great, great to think about. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was, I was about to try and turn a corner because that was bleak. <laughs> um, yes, please do watch that video. Please do get involved in the campaign. Please do use the hashtag Keep Cask Alive, which we're going to try and get moving and get people talking about uh, more about the joys of it. Like this first episode, we do talk about the serious sides of it, but the rest of it is very much trying to tell the joyous stories that make it worth saving and trying to persuade people either to drink more cask or to start drinking cask. That's very much the the point and where we can have some influence you know we don't have much influence over the um the duty rates and stuff but we can hopefully get people excited about casks so that's what we're aiming to do with this and i think next week even if even if you're not from the uk and you can't really get access to cars next week is going to be a really exciting episode because it's just you know they, they literally don't make them like they used to in the case of hook norton it's an unreal place it's like disneyland it's, it- it's just a wacky, wacky looking building. It's like a Tim Burton brewery. Yeah, like Tim Burton designed it, yeah. S- steampunk, crazy castle looking thing. Um, yeah, it's just amazing. Like, I've literally never been to a brewery quite like it. So magical, eye-opening, a real humdinger of an episode. <laughs> a humdinger. I like it. That might be the show show name. Um, yeah, so in terms of other stuff that's going on this week, so my book came out on Monday, and you can now order the book and the four collaboration beers that I brewed uh, with Siren, Elusive, Lost and Grounded, and Daya. Uh, that's live on beermerchants.com now, and I'll put a link to the, that in the show notes. Um, but tomorrow, slash last night, ah, there we go. Now I've confused myself. Um <laughs> I'm having a little book launch at Hackney Wick, uh, the Beer Merchants Tap in Hackney Wick. And then tomorrow, which is Saturday, I'll be at Hackney Brewery. So when you listen to this, you still come, can come to Hackney Brewery. And I've got lots of other tour dates. So follow us on Twitter at Beer Channel and Instagram at Craft Beer Channel and learn all about those. The day one's going to be a lot of fun. That's on the 7th of October. 7th? Yeah, 7th of October, we're doing a cheese and beer tasting with some amazing cheeses and the four collaboration beers. And then I'll be obviously sticking around drinking pints and pints of, um, well, probably slowly ramping up the ABVs, but starting at steady. Um, so do join us, uh, join me for that. Um, and hopefully we'll have one where me and Brad are both there um, in a couple of weeks. Um, and the yeah, live show, of course, on the 14th. Um, indeed so watch out for that one so yeah there's loads going on over the next couple of weeks with the book and with the campaign um anyway you can throw your support behind it by sharing um well i was going to say sharing the campaign but also sharing my book that'd be nice um but the campaign is is what really matters we'd love to get it out to as many people outside of that sort of craft beer bubble as possible 
um, and explain the issues and the joys to people that are yet to be converted. Um, that's all we've got time for this week. Brad's got to go pack slash read some more forms slash get a PCR test slash write his will because <laughs> the world's ending. And I'm going to go have a lie down because it's been pretty intense um, and I need to rest up and beautify ready for tomorrow's book launch party. Um, amazing, dude. So yeah, I hope you have an amazing time luck. in Amsterdam, mate. Thank you, man. Godspeed and best of luck. I hope you shift lots and lots of books. And to any Patreon fans out there that are disappointed I'm not there, um, find me drunk at a beer festival <laughs> and join the many people that are commenting on having met Drunken Brad. So uh, that's probably your best opportunity to hang out with me. There you All go. right. Alrighty. Love and beer. Goodbye now. The Bubble and Friday 5pm podcast are brought to you by the nerds behind YouTube's Craft Beer channel. You can watch over 400 mini documentaries at youtube.com slash the craft beer channel. And if you love what we do, support us via Patreon and get access to merchandise and our amazing Discord forum. A positive and welcoming space for everyone who loves beer, food and homebrewing. Love and beer.